0: Alexander Chabot. Versus- What's going on, guys? Welcome to another one of our 2021-2022 season previews. For today's episode, we are going to talk Boston Celtics, who are one of our dime-dropper teams last year. We'll probably be focusing on them a little bit less this year, but still, outside of LA, probably them the most. They didn't get, They didn't get much uh, feedback from the Celtics. Um, but anyway, for today's episode, we have a good friend. You might recognize him from the IG Lives, but he hasn't made an actual appearance on the YouTube channel yet. His toxicity levels reach. Those are the worst Laker fans. And maybe the Legion of Bronze Sexuals. I'm just kidding. He's not that bad. But have Larry Legend have Lucky shirt there. We love to see that here on Dime Dropper. Murphy, how are we doing, my guy?
1: Doing well. How about you?
0: Doing well. Excited for graduation in a couple of weeks. Some of the subscribers have said they want to vlog for that. Could do it. Might have to see the inside look on uh, on the – Beautiful campus that is UMass Amherst in full effect. But for today's episode, we're going to be talking about the Celtics and obviously coming off a very disappointing season last year. A lot of injuries, COVID scares, five hundred team just didn't. You didn't know what Celtics you were getting last year on a nightly basis. Do you? You're usually very optimistic. What's the feeling going into this season?
1: I mean, yeah. On top of that, you're playing. You were playing rookies and sophomores, guys that had joined the league during COVID. Most, in like valuable spots last year too so, so what we're going, looking into at this year, going into this year the biggest difference is you're going to have real NBA players Schroeder Richardson Cantor Horford guys that have been around the league like professional basketball players in those spots you're not going to have Carson Edwards Peyton Pritch- Pritchard was great last year Neesmith was all over the place Langford barely played so
0: this year, though, you we're looking at a starting lineup of, I believe, the Time Lord? Or are we going to go Horford starting? Or are they both starting?
1: Yeah, that's the big thing that uh, a lot of Celtics fans and writers are talking about. Uh, the two big lineup, we had it last year with Tice and Time Lord and Tristan. Um, this year, it's is it going to be Time Lord and Al Horford starting together? Or do you throw in another shooter, a Smith kind of guy, Langford um, to supplement and then keep just one big on the floor? Or do you throw Schroeder into the starting lineup and have two guards, basically your two wings and then a forward.
0: So besides Jalen and Jason Tatum, do you think there's anybody that's a lock to start? Marcus Smart. Really? You think Smart starting, no question.
1: Yeah. They, even before they signed Schroeder or anything, one of the first things that Ime Adoka said was um, that Smart had a starting role. And he's going to be your starting point guard.
0: So give me your thoughts on Ime. You know, obviously I'm familiar with him because he was on the 2008 and I believe the seven Spurs. I remember watching him with those guys. He was a, you know, solid role player. He's been on the Spurs coaching staff for a long time. So he's been waiting for this. Uh, Do you notice anything? You said you've watched some preseason. Do you notice anything X's and O's a little different? Or what do you think we should expect? Do you think he'll be better than Brad?
1: So I think it's just going to be different styles. Um, A lot of times, Brad obviously is sitting on the bench kind of – he's always up and talking, but Udoka seems to be a more like – he's a much larger human being. He's a professional basketball player. Maybe a little bit more of an intimidating presence. He's already said that he's going to ride the officials. He doesn't want the players to ride the officials. What I'm hoping for, though, is that they – and they've talked about it – more up-tempo basketball – something that last year, whether it was personnel or whether that's what Brad wanted to do, it was a lot of half-court sets that um, the team, we were very low in, like, fast break points last year, which is something weird when you have two great wings that can control the ball.
0: Yeah, I see right now I'm looking at your pace. You were 21st in the league, which is bottom third of the league. You have a young team with two athletic wings that are literally 25 and under. Yeah, very, very weird. So definitely that's going to be one thing. If the Celtics can push the pace, as you said, the half-court offense became very take turns last year. Very, oh, it's Jason Tatum's turn to run high pick and roll. And Jalen Brown's turn and not much movement off the ball. He comes from the Spurs. So maybe there'll be a little more off-ball movement. That's something to look for as well. Um, so Time Lord, that's a guy who missed a lot of games last year. You know, I'm looking at it right now. He missed third, no, 20 games. He's a yeah. bright spot, though. Very good around the rim in terms of defense, good uh, athleticism. Moves his feet pretty well for a big as well. Do you think that this year he's really going to – what do you want to see? Do you want to see him start? What's your preference as a fan?
1: So he's going into his fourth year now, and I'm pretty sure he has less than 100 total games played. Um, I just I, – you need to see him. He got that contract in the offseason. Um, you need to see him just on the court because if he plays on the court, then that contract is a steal. It's just a matter of, can he play on the court? You've already seen him taking that next step. You throw it up to Rob, nobody else is going to get it. He's going to block like two to five shots a game. Uh, He's just a physical presence, super long arms, jumps off a pogo stick. Um, It's just, can he stay healthy and not end up missing 30, 40 games?
0: Yeah. And I think, You know, how does it feel to have Horford back? Obviously, a lot of Boston fans were disappointed that he went to the arch nemesis in the Sixers, but you know, that really didn't work out. And after two years of being elsewhere, he's back where he belongs, gives a lot of experience. He's familiar with the guys. He's a solid shooter from 18 feet, even the top of the key threes. Uh, What do you expect to see from Al this year? And how big do you think his role is going to be at the age that he is?
1: So, I mean, everything that's come out already, all the guys love him. The guys that were here before, the guys like Schroeder that played with him elsewhere, um, all just rave about him. Whether – if he could do such minimal, like, on-the-court play and the way that the guys talk about him, like, his off-the-court abilities. But I do think he's going to have a good year. He rested for half the year last year. And they say he's in great shape. Like, as long as he can, like, play good defense – um, be able to be that guy. A lot of times in Brad's system, it was a big that was handling the ball kind of at the top. Yeah. Um, and then Little off with
0: Kyrie and them running off of him, handing off the ball and setting a screen.
1: Those are effective. Yeah. I like those. Yeah. So what they, they try to do it with Tice. It was, Tice was good at it. Wasn't as effective as Al had been though. Time Lord is a work in progress for offense other than uh, pick and roll dunks. So Horford just adds another, dimension and then now you have uh, Horford can play a different role because last year you had Tristan Thompson, Tice, and Time Lord. Um, This year you'll have mostly Time Lord, Horford, um, and then Enos Cantor is there as your offensive rebound Tristan Thompson type.
0: Mm. Do you think that it'll be or is there a worry for you if you play Time Lord and Al Horford even though Al Horford can stretch it that it'll be a little more congested again, which obviously Tatum and Jalen Brown are good in the mid-range, which is the way you affect or the way you combat, you know, tough spacing. But obviously with a lot of other teams playing with only one kind of big that's around the rim and everybody basically playing small forwards at power forward basically to spread the floor. Do you think that – does it make you nervous, those two big lineups? Do you want to see that very minimally or are you kind of just letting Ime run with it and see how he does?
1: Yeah, I think it's all going to be, at least to start the year, it's going to be matchup dependent for starters. It's more about who closes the game. Um, in the first game, Schroeder didn't play the second game, but the way that Schroeder was able to cut in and like actually attack the inside of the de- defense from the perimeter is something that wasn't really there last year. Um, and then in game two, uh, Rob missed like seven jumpers or something. So there's clearly some kind of... Um, trying to space him out even a little bit, try to make people respect him shooting the ball, even though he wasn't able to in the second preseason game.
0: Yeah, so I have some context on Dennis. You know, we just watched his season here at the Lakers and watched him every single night. Um, I think you guys are going to be really impressed with how hard he plays defense. Like he will pick up full court sometimes. Like he, he's very like a pest on defense. The only thing, there's going to be moments where I know you guys are going to be like, why is Dennis pulling up to shoot when he's got Tatum and Jalen on his team? Why is he rushing shots? He will have those moments. But as you said, I think the best thing about Dennis, besides his effort on defense, that I think the Lakers going to really miss him Caruso and KCP on the perimeter this year is he's so fast off the dribble. You know, if you can't put your hands on him, he will get around you. And then usually he finishes sometimes he won't, but at the very least he's putting pressure on the D I think it'll get Rob Williams, a lot of chances for putback dunks and stuff. I just think that you guys have potential to be a really good defensive team with Dennis, with Marcus smart, with Tatum, Jalen Brown, Horford's an intelligent defender and Time Lord, I think you guys have and Romeo Langford, who I said last year in in the previous season, I think he's going to have a a big step up this year. Like I think he's going to be a real part of your rotation this year. And then I think Peyton also who, you know, we had a guy, one of my friends went to the Summer League, said he was one of the most impressive players in the whole thing. I think that you guys are going to have much better depth this season, more reliable. Last year was just not, when Tatum didn't play well or Jalen didn't play well, it was like, you guys are probably going to lose.
1: I think this was was guys that weren't like professional NBA players, it was Niesmith was playing minutes. Langford was hurt for half the year. Your fourth Semi Ojeley is playing big minutes. It's guys that are Carson Edwards. He's gone now. Guys that were fringe kind of NBA players are having to play 20 minutes. Luke Cornette was playing big minutes at center down the stretch run. Like, do you think
0: Aaron? To, I was going
1: to say
0: Aaron I was gonna say, do you think Aaron Nismith and uh, Grant Williams will see much time in this rotation, or do you think they're gonna be booted to bench warmers now? Because Grant still always gets time as his, you know, he's a good defender and he's strong, but his offense can be really hard to watch.
1: Yeah, he he's another guy. A lot of Grant Williams came into training camp lost. I think they said like 15 pounds. He says he expects to lose more weight now that they're running running games every day. Um, yeah, he's like a four or five. It's it's gonna be different this year because instead of Richard, Nismith, Langford, all those guys playing big minutes, there's not going to be as big of a role. So it's going to be whoever succeeds in those minutes is going to be the one that takes it. And then you're going to have your, your Schroeder, Richardson, those kind of guys as your key bench guys.
0: Yeah. I mean, you guys kind of have a lot of guards up the bench, right? With Langford, Peyton, uh, Dennis, and uh, who was the guy? Josh Richardson. Those are like four guards. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to see who gets the bulk of those minutes or who kind of gets minimal. I don't know why, but I have a feeling I could see Richardson falling out before the other three. I don't know why I, I Peyton. I mean, Dennis is a lock. Dennis is when he's a six man. And I think that's the way you're making it sound the way he's going to be. He's a six man of the year candidate every year. Like, you know, the, I think the thing with Laker fans was putting him as your starting point guard. You don't really want him running your offense, you know, for your team. And I think that off the bench though, he's a spark plug. And I think he's one of the best six men in the league as we saw in OKC. Um, so besides pushing the pace, what what is it? What do you want this Celtics team's identity to be like? What do you want to see? Something something you see every something you, yeah an identity of sorts I mean, on either it end has, of the
1: floor. Has to be defense. Mm-hmm. There were times last year where even even it's obvious like Jalen's not paying attention on a on a back screen or something. Yeah. And oh, they flashed they flashed baseline for a dunk, and it you just can't have that. Yeah. You have to. They have enough players now uh Langford's going to be a su- like a super defender even in those like end of bench guys you have to play defense they have they have to go back to being like a top five top seven defensive team yeah. and then that allows that allows your stars to be able to cook
0: yeah and to get out and run you know you force some turnovers you'll be out and running I think that's definitely the- I agree with you it's got to be the defensive end for Boston where do you see this team finishing out, you know, seeding wise? Let's say Jason Tatum. So last year, Jason Tatum had some problems with COVID, but he still had a career year, ended the season amazingly with some huge performances down the stretch in the playoffs. He averaged 26 points a game, 26.4 points a game. He only missed eight games. It felt like a lot more than that, but I could see him missing eight games again this year. Do you think that's that big a deal? I mean, if you play 70 plus, I think that's a big
1: deal. He always – it was – the only issue he had was COVID. He's played almost every game in his career. The issue was it started out with Kemba was missing the first month. Then Tatum goes down, misses a month. And smart. Galen, what? Then yeah, smart. Jalen yeah. went, went back and forth. Obviously, Tatum was out like a month with COVID. He comes back. He's nowhere near the same guy for first month and a half after he's back. So, even though he played some of those games – he just wasn't – it was obvious he wasn't himself. He was using an inhaler. Everybody knows that story. Um, but if if this team can stay healthy, play good defense, run, if two all-stars – I mean, if Rob has a year that – like that contract, like what they're paying him to, if he stays healthy, going to be up there in like all kinds of block statistics and defensive – I mean, defensive player of the year kind of – type of type of player. That's what he is. He's going to block shots and he's going to be a complete pest because he can switch around a little bit.
0: Yeah. I was going to say too, you, you made a good point about the, you know, just the off ball awareness. And I think a lot of it's like, I, I, I do, I'm not a guy that slanders coaches and I don't think Brad was horrible or anything, but I just felt as though your team, it's all team defense now in the NBA. And I feel like your guys' antennas were not always up last year. And I feel as though with a new coach, maybe some more discipline. And I think last year was just like a wake-up call for the Celtics. I think coming off that Eastern Conference Finals against Miami, people expected a lot and they didn't achieve that. And I think after a full, real break, you know, you were one of those teams that went deep in the bubble, didn't have as much time to recover. I think now it'll be Jalen and Jason Tatum should be determined. And I also think as really? much as I love Kemba Walker and his, the morale he brought to the, to the team from Kyrie Irving, he just hasn't been the same player after the pandemic started.
1: Yeah. That, the least, name. He couldn't like what Schroeder brings is be what better. you wanted, Kemba, what you wanted Kemba to bring. You wanted him to be able to get by guys on offense. Kemba still had some good games last year. It just wasn't, $34 million a year yeah. game. It wasn't
0: the first year, Kemba, like before the pandemic. That Kemba yeah. with 20 points was so, great. He
1: was the uh, first all-star uh, starter for guards that first year.
0: And deservedly so. I mean, we watched the games at the house. I mean, he he wasn't the best player on the team, but he did exactly what Kyrie didn't do. He scored when he needed to and he let everybody else eat. But he just didn't seem like he had that... He just didn't have that same pep in his step after he came back injured. Like, he just made... I just don't think he's the same player anymore. He's never.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's mean you have like a role I, player now. Everybody liked Kemba. Great guy by all accounts. He just wasn't going to work out paying him that much money.
0: And I'll tell you what though, Dennis and Peyton Pritchard are going to be much like Kemba. Here's the thing about Kemba. He's just never been that great a defender. Dennis, at least he's going to put pressure on the ball. Peyton's going to put pressure on the ball. So I think it's going to be a fun Celtics team. I mean, give me your, before we end it, give me your uh, prediction for where you're going to place. I got you guys fourth. I think that was pretty generous of me. I got you guys over the
1: Hawks. Is that dependent on if somebody else comes to town? This is, depending on a, this is your roster.
0: What do you think? Who's is,
1: coming to town? I don't know. There's all kinds of, uh, could be some moving pieces this season. We're already seeing it. Kyrie is not going to play. Ben Simmons is doing whatever. Those may be. Cat, your, those got to be. McCollum, Bradley.
0: Your two least favorite players, Ben Simmons and Kyrie Irving.
1: I know, but I'm just saying. Some weird things are already happening this season. It wouldn't shock me if some other, like, big name player, uh, DeAndre Ayton, is upset yeah. now.
0: Oh, the contract. I think they'll, they'll get that sorted. I believe.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, but that the Celtics are in a position that to shake somebody loose. So that's always that's always in the realm for the Celtics. So let's give it. With this roster, the biggest difference is going to be, I think we had something like nine out of 15 spots last year's where rookies and sophomores are, or were draft picks from the last three years or something. Biggest difference now is hopefully on the defensive end. You know who's going to be behind you. You know who's playing the spot next to you. Guys know their roles better. Um, if all that comes into effect, I don't know why this team couldn't have a – Top teams that play hard during the regular season are usually in the top four easy. Yeah, teams play songs. look at in the Suns the last year. Teams that play good defense during the regular season and are healthy and play good defense are usually top one or two. So, so what are we saying here? It's hard to know that it is. It is. I was gonna throw myself you know, like the with Isaiah Thomas like three years ago. I'd say the East I is mean, not better
0: though. By the, the East is better now,
1: might be, but who's gonna regress? Are the Knicks gonna regress? Are the Hawks gonna regress? Does Giannis miss 20 games? No, the,
0: uh, you never know. But I just, I mean, Giannis would only miss 20 games.
1: Gonna play Basketball, like who's to say?
0: I think, I think the only team that I think for sure is regressing, not in terms of seeding, but in terms of how good they are, is the, that finished above you is the Sixers. I think that with this Ben Simmons fiasco, and they'll regress. But I think the Knicks are going to keep getting better. I just don't think they'll finish above you this year. That's just my opinion. I know Knicks fans think that they're going to finish above you. Um, I think you're going to finish above them, but I do think the Knicks are going to continue to get better. I think actually Kemba will help them. I mean, Alfred Payton was not good. They complained about him all year. But anyway, any last
1: words? good. Even they saying, "Oh, you lost Fournier. Fournier played like seven games."
0: Yeah, that was that was too late in the season for him to really make an impact. But the Celtics
1: were Celtics were thirty six and thirty six, fighting with those other like bottom four or five seeds up until the end of the season, and they had a season from hell. So, yeah, it would not shock me if the Celtics were a top two seed this year.
0: Well, all right, Murph. Any any last words? That was good. Good stuff. Good stuff. Hopefully, we'll re re-interact during the season.
1: Yeah. Reattack for when's the first time we play the Clips?
0: I don't know. I don't know. We got opening yeah. night against the Timberwolves. I oh, know, against the Grizzlies. So we'll see. But anyway, thanks for joining us. I will see you at Amherst.
1: Go Sox, ALCS, top four.
0: Go Dadgers. All right, peace.
1: See ya.